Ahoy, welcome along. It's a brand new episode of Baffled, your favourite fact podcast. Thank you for being there. Nine facts on the way for you. It's our job, with your help, to find out if they are incredible and worth sharing or worth being chucked inside the bin of nonsense. Nonsense, knowledge, nonsense. My name's Dan. Thank you for being there. Three on my end. I've got two fantastic ideas and a brilliant dare. Connor is also here. How are we? Let's get cracking. Yeah, I'm very good, mate. Rattle on. Good. Uh, we're going to talk about headbutting and why that's a good thing. World War Two and something that can live forever. And Mark, what are your three facts? No chat needed. This week, I've got a fact about annoying noises, vanishing traffic, and to celebrate the Super Bowl from a few days ago, We'll be filling ourselves up on a fact-based diet. Thank you very much. Fact-based diet on the way. Shove it in your gob. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Now is the time that you can inquire as to how we are. I don't care now. No, you don't? Yeah, past it. We've oh, got to get in. We've got to say what the facts are. Then we've got to get the adverts in. These boys you know got to get paid. How are you, Mark? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks, mate. Mark is good because he watched the Super Bowl the other day. He did. He, did. he had loads of ribs, didn't he? How, how Did you enjoy the result of the Super Bowl? I loved the result of the Super Bowl. The team that won did very well. And I thought the team that didn't win were going to win because of, you know, that thing that happened. But then it didn't happen and the other team won. And who, that was good. Who is in it? Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Did right. you do the, the courses of the food and the potatoes and ribs and beef and all that thing you do? Let's say yes. Mm. I find it a bit sad when Brits take it's it down that. Yeah. Excessive, don't you? I reckon he wears his little hat. Yeah, of course he does. Wow, yeah. little, little Homer Simpson, two beers either side. Do you, complete, do you completely Americanise the lounge as well yes. to make it all American-y? As if I have to do that, that's just normal. <laughs> what? His, that's his, just... That's just standard. His lounge <laughs> is an homage to Disney's The Magic Kingdom anyway. Oh, it is, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know the Super Bowl was the other day. I had absolutely no idea. Well, I mean, straight to speaking, you know, because when we're recording this, it hasn't been yet. But, well, know. I'll tell you what, who, who, because you'll be listening to this post-Super Bowl, we are currently recording it pre-Super Bowl, who do you think is going to win? My guess is that uh, the Los Angeles Rams are going to win by three. There we go. The specifics of that annoyed me. It, it sounds like a really like kid film, doesn't it? Like the Los what? Angeles Rams. The thing is, this this releases on Tuesday. I can easily re-record and drop something else in on Monday. Yeah, just to make myself oh seem. My really you could clever. really do that. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. good Actually, no, I can't. I'm off. I'm sleeping. There so, we go. There, there we go. go. If that's wrong, it's wrong. So what is it? An all night thing Sunday? Then kick off to about half eleven at night, mate. Yeah. Why, why make a sport that you can get that, over and done within two hours? That is just such admin, isn't it? Like you're up till what time? Five. 
So uh, do you know the rules? Do you know the rules of American football? Absolutely not. So idea. basically, it is a sport of admin. It's a sport where you have to count the yes. yards that you've gone. You can't just you can't you can't really just get a goal. You have to work your way up in increments towards the goal. I mean, honestly, maybe this is why I have so much affinity to it. It's, I've never really thought of it as a sport of admin, but it really is. I bet he Google Docs the whole game. It is. It's it's an Excel. You wait. It's an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Of a sport game. It's such a mark game. You're like, no, 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 no. No, they, they haven't done the next point, Mark. The amount of statistics I'm going to be looking at during this game. Oh, it's going to be. Oh, I'm going to get so excited. Trousers down, spreadsheets out. Right, nine facts on the way. We've established we are well and that there was a big sports game of some sort played a few days ago. I hope your favourite team won. Can't I give us your first fact of the show? Okay, so giraffes. Um, to know when to mate, they, uh, the man will continuously headbutt the female in the bladder. So just keep headbutting the female in the bladder until she urinates. Uh, the male then tastes that, u- that urine and it helps determine whether the female is ovulating or not. So... That's what happens to know when to have sexy time. Does the woman have any choice in this? No, he just headbutts. But then the process of what happens next, like fine, she may, biologically, she may be ready for this. She may be ovulating, but is she keen for it? I think there's probably an understanding in the giraffe world that, you know, the females need to allow their bladders to be accessible for the headbutts at times of baby Mm. making. But yeah, he will headbutt hard as well. There's videos I've watched. Don't recommend but there is headbutting. Because they swing their heads around, don't they? Like yeah. When giraffes mm. fight, that's what they do. They swing their neck around and smash their heads into each other. Sure do, yeah, yeah, yeah. What makes you wonder with evolution how that has come to be? Why creatures, a lot of African creatures, well, a lot of creatures in the wild like that, uh, they have to kill each other to survive. Why that's their primary method of destruction. If you were a giraffe swinging your with neck. a huge neck, you would use your neck. It's got to work the head, though. I don't think they can be intelligent creatures because of the buffeting they're taking. I don't the think bombs. they're intelligent. I don't think they're particularly intelligent. I mean, the guy's headbutting the woman's bladder to know if she's ready. I mean, they could just say, I'm ready. Well, they well, no, put- because it's a, it's a very efficient way of lovemaking. And also, Connor, you put your thumbs up. Yeah. Giraffes can't put their ho- hooves up. I know, true. but yeah. in the order to have like, you know, a good time, mm-hmm. which is sexy time, you have to do headbutting into the bladder, which will cause pain and lick wee. Yeah. Doesn't sound particularly like, I can't imagine it's... Well, I don't know. We, we I'm, are... I'm not convinced that... I feel like this is very much just purely a practical efficiency thing of we're going to have a baby We're gonna have a baby giraffe rather than a case of should we have a bit of fun time. Mm. I don't think they quite see it in the same way you do. Right. Yeah, no. I'm not really on board with it, but it's a thing. Well, this is I, don't, I can't say I enjoyed the, the thought of it, you know? Yeah, this mm. is how I spent my Valentine's Day last night. What? Or just headbutting my girlfriend's bladder. Brilliant. And, then, and then licking her wee. Are you ready? I mean, licking the wee. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, all comes out in the wash. She's lucky girl, isn't she? Yeah, very lucky girl, yeah. That's uh, giraffes for you. Yeah. <laughs> is that a punchline to that Giraffe one? sex. Yeah, that's, think your... that's just Connor going, please move on. That, is that your catchphrase? Well, no. Well, that's giraffes got... for you. All I've got in my head now is a picture of you headbutting your girlfriend who I've met, so I just don't enjoy this. Well, that's giraffes for you. Brilliant. I like that as a phrase. Yeah, so do I, yeah. Just apropos of nothing in random situations. It, I well, don't think giraffes even need to be involved. That's giraffes for you. Yeah. It's always the way out. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Mark, give us your first fact of the show. The top 10 annoying sounds in the world have been revealed in a study by your favourite people, Connor, scientists. Oh, God. Number one, Mark, give it a fact on Baffled. Hell! So. Very funny. Strap yourself in. So. Uh, five minutes for one fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> punchline right at the beginning. Do you want to guess what's on the list of top 10 or do you want me just to go 10 to 1? Probably people that I put the punchline. I want line. you to do... 
10 down to one. 10, an electric drill. Sure. Nine, baby crying. Mm. Okay, wait, one sec. Let me establish. Is, there, is number one a big surprise? Or are you just reading out facts of annoying sounds that we all know are annoying? I wouldn't have put number one on the list. I wouldn't have even considered number one. You're right, okay. All right, carry right. on. Number eight. Squealing brakes on a bike. Yeah, it is annoying. Number seven, disc grinder. Also annoying. Number six, very specifically, a female scream. Yeah, I think it's daily. Yep. Uh, uh, number five, now we get into the really annoying ones. Uh, five, nails on a blackboard. Sure. Terrible. I mean, because you do hear that on an average day as well. Uh, it's true, you do. Yeah. Uh, number four, a ruler rubbing along a bottle, a glass bottle. Who's decided that? Right. Five. Is uh, number three, four. chalk on a blackboard. Yeah, it's also an annoying yep. sound. Uh, number two, fork on a plate. Right. Yeah. And number one, a knife scraping along a glass bottle. Who does these things and why? When does a ruler scrape along bottles? Please tell me a moment in life where that happens, have other you, than to create an annoying have noise. Got, have you got a knife and a glass? That's what you should have done. I should yeah. have done. Should I go get one? Yeah, because all you've done so far is read out a list. All right. Just. I'm going to eat a blackjack. Just occupy yourselves. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for sticking there during that short interlude while I ate licorice. I thought you didn't have that. Blackjack. Flapjack. Oh, blackjack. A blackjack type of licorice. <laughs> flapjack. I thought you Quit said bit. flapjack. I wasn't really paying right. attention. Quit a bit of heartburn mid, mid episode. Let's not get bogged down right. with the specific thing that I've eaten. Come in then, this Mark. Uh, Mark is about to Are do what he has found online in a painstaking process of reading out a list is the most annoying sound in the world. I should say that this was done by uh, the Journal of Neuroscience. Mark, Mark, Mark. Done by looking at the brain on with it. Mark, of people. Time to time to get on with it, bud. Are you ready? Yeah, it's time. I'll be honest, this isn't working and it doesn't sound all that annoying. Oh, I tell you what, actually. No, it is frustrating and I'll tell you why. Is it frustrating because I can't do the noise that's apparently annoying? If, Maybe no. it's because I couldn't find a glass bottle, so I've got a champagne flute. No. Just for anybody that is listening to this right now, we are going to clip this moment. It will be on the Instagram. I'll tell you why it's really annoying, because it's resolutionless. Because it doesn't feel like there's an ending to it. What is that word? It, just, just, well, it doesn't need to be resolutionless. You know it just needs you, to be bug bugging. You know when you hear a song? Yeah. That goes on and on and on. No, no, no. One that doesn't have a fitting ending, so it doesn't go... Duh, duh, dum. Sweet like, melody, little mix. No, like, li- listen to this. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, sweet melody, little mix, that's exactly what, that. That's what you feel like, yeah. right? But if it went duh, duh, you'd be annoyed because there's no dum. That's what that's like. It's a, huh. I think what you've missed here is yes. maybe in the study it was a certain shape glass that created a oh, certain it was, it, sound. Was, it was a glass bottle because I, I couldn't just, find I, a glass I, bottle. I was wondering if it was a very middle-class champagne flute that they used it used for. No, that's just all I could find that I thought might make a similar noise. But I'll be honest, it doesn't. So really you need a glass bottle and we don't have any in this building. For anyone listening, it does kind of sum Mark up. Um, he went and got a champagne flute as the glass. Oh, yeah, obviously. Have you not just got a champagne flute on hand? Mm-hmm. How, how else do you drink your champagne at three in the afternoon? Of Come course. On, I um, yeah. very rarely say this, but that was a crock of shit, wasn't it? It was really <laughs> shit. Yeah, was it was. And the, the, was the, the delivery as well. I mean, it was quite appalling. But overall, Mark, well done for being here. Number, okay. ten, number 10 in the chart. Yeah. On the do you know what I loved about it as well? The way he said to you, Dan, what would you like? Would you like me to go from one to 10 or 10 to one? Because honestly, he's up to you. First fact of the show for me, there is a speed camera lottery in Stockholm. What? If you drive at or under the speed limit, you are eligible to win the lottery. The prize funds come by the fines paid by speeders. So if you break the speed limit, you have to pay a fine. That goes into a big pot. The winner of the pot is decided by a group of people who drive under the speed limit. I quite like the idea of that. It's a fantastic idea. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea. It's an incentive to actually drive within the speed of the speed of the speed. I don't know whether they still do it. 
this was an experiment that they ran with in about 12 years ago, 10, 12 years ago in kind of the early 2010s. Uh, you got a lottery prize if you were an obedient driver. I think it's a good idea. I think it's uh, looking at the UK for UK listeners. It's quite a lot of money, the old speeding fines. I know you shouldn't speed, but sometimes you'll be going doing like a 33 in a 30, which isn't appalling and it will cost you 80 quid. Here's the thing. It really should, yeah, it should, that shouldn't cost you money. They usually get about 10%. Yeah. And also, the, I am, look, you can go fast on the motorway. You're, you're being thick if you're getting caught speeding on a 30. Yeah, you are. Yeah, just do yeah. 30. There's not really much. I've, I've got caught on a 30 before. Yeah, you are thick. I got caught once. Here's the thing, though. If everyone, though, is then slowing down to enter this lottery mm. and the winners, the winnings are from the speeding tickets. No money. Then surely it's one of those things that like, yeah. oh, I've won. What have I won? 80 quid because one person's sped. Brilliant. So then the incentive to enter the lottery becomes lower. Therefore, the whole idea goes out the window and everyone gets you could. fined. But then there's a huge amount and then suddenly the incentive is lower again. So it's kind of a bit of a perpetuating cycle that doesn't necessarily have a positive outlook all the time. I think you could break the system. Facebook group. Apparently the average... So in, in, a, trial ca- in a trial case in Sweden... Hold on. What? Facebook group. What, about what, what, what do you mean a Facebook group? So you get group? all the people yeah. who live in the area yeah. on the Facebook group. Yeah. Right. You say, right, who's not speeding this time? All the rest of them speed. That person wins it. Split the winnings. Right. Well, yeah, but then all you do is just end up with the exact same yeah, amount just, of money. Just realise that. You're just passing a tenner around the group. <laughs> yeah, you are. That's basically like, everyone give me a tenner. Really thought I had that then. Right, I've got a tenner from nine of you, and then we're going to split it between ten of us. Yeah. Yeah. So one person benefits, Mark, everyone else Mark, loses. Don't. Please. <laughs> in a test case, you're really case, explaining how much of a div I am. In a test case, about twenty-five thousand cars passed a very specific set of cameras. The average speed limit dropped from thirty-two km's per hour to twenty-five km's per hour. But you are right. But I guess it, it's. It, I guess in the in the in the long term, it does make sense. But then in the long term, you're used to not speeding, so you just naturally mm. don't do it. I want to get a little bit like deeper here on on this point and this is me not trying to be funny trying to be honest all i'm saying is last time you tried to bring something up on this point it was very quickly disproven yeah have you thought through what you're i have to say i think you two will probably agree with me as well okay i think facebook group law and being bad in general obviously there are punishments for that that's why right, right but sometimes it feels like the systems are always really against you and they always just want to really punish you whereas this kind of brings in that idea of there is a reward for being good in a way you know so like Instead of like being the bad person and instantly getting told off for being bad, it's like, hold on a minute, if you do the right thing, you could get something from this. I think yeah, it's quite a nice right, little concept. It's, it's very much the psychological debate between positive and negative reinforcement, isn't it? Yeah. Of do you reward for doing well or do you like punish me. for doing bad? But then again... But your reward for being good is just that you don't get punished for I would bad. Because re- I would really, really love it if when, when I be an idiot and people say that I'm their favourite, you said to me, well done. Instead of like, you know, I'll be an idiot and you, you come at me about it. But the, the, pro- the Positive, negative reinforcement. Specifically with this, is that should you need a reward for doing something that is going to save lives? I wouldn't complain. The reason that you're not speeding is because if you do speed, there's a greater chance of causing more damage when you hit someone. I'm talking more day-to-day things like, you know, wiping your wheel off a toilet seat in a public toilet. But, you know, if every time you've done that... But why, why do you need positive reinforcement for just helping someone out and not, not, not causing a fuss in someone else's day? Uh, what fuss? Well, someone else has got to wipe it. 
perhaps a poor cleaner there who's paid money to do it, but that's still not something you want to inflict on someone. No, well, you just don't want to inconvenience someone else's day. Maybe a bad example. When you go to a fast food, when you go to a fast food restaurant, Hmm. do you just leave your your remnants on the table? No, you take it to the bin, don't you? Yeah, but sometimes decent thing to do. But sometimes I do just leave stuff. Sometimes why? Because sometimes I do. Not all the time. Not all the time. Why? Because sometimes I I just have not out of like. Uh, thought of I can't be asked, but sometimes I have just like you know gone from the table to the toilet, not returned to the table, and left the restaurant. Well, that's, that's rude of you. you. You need to be mannered for here. That's what you, you don't need. Re- you shouldn't have a reward. You should just have manners. Well, I reckon a, a free cheeseburger would enti- encourage me to do more. So you think that on the trip to the bin, you should get a free cheeseburger? Maybe yeah. But then what are you going to do with the rubbish on the cheeseburger? Might leave it on the table. Yeah, sure. No, yeah. I'm joking. I don't really do Tuck these things. The I'm a good person. No, but like, it would be good to be recognised with all the bad in the world sometimes when you're doing good. But some, sometimes mm. you are. But it's nice to have a little, like, you know, well done. Well, on Facebook. Because even, even being, group, so even nice, being good, even being good, you still get done. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you do, don't you? Like what do you, you mean? Okay. You still get done. What are you on about? Like, you've grown up in the projects in America. Like, you're from... Like you're from the wrong side of town. Like, what, what policeman is victimising you? Oh, is the system rigged against uh, you with your free he- with your? Three okay, I'll give you an example. Right, give you an example. I was 16 once. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. It's happened to people. Walking along the road. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> me, three mates. Imagine what a you were. Me and three mates. Me and three mates. Yeah. We was all drinking beer. Yeah. Oh, right? underage. Right, you should have been doing underage that. walking along the street. Shouldn't done that. Right. Policeman pulls over. Yeah. With that, my three mates throw their beers in the like. Little bit guard like flower bit next to us. They didn't put it in the bin. No, free cheeseburger and run, right? Yeah, I just stood there holding the beer. I still got the same punishment as what they did. Well, yeah, because you've committed the crime. No, no, but they've. You see what I'm saying? I've stood there. I've I've kind of got. What was the punishment? Huh? What was the punishment? Just one of those things on the record. I I, right. So I slightly no 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 not like a criminal record. Like as in like a mark to say he's been caught drinking a beer. On the street, I was sixteen. The guy was quite. Nice. I actually don't think that mark went on there. I think it was just well, more of a kind of don't a, do it again. So that is your but, reward. That is no, your reward. No, but what I'm trying to say is, is the other three done a lot worse than me in that moment. They they littered into the flower bed uh, and run. Yeah, I yeah. stood there and took it on the chin. Yeah, but we all had the same but thing. No, 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 I don't but, agree with that. So that's the re- on the police for not punishing them for littering. The reward exactly. The they should have got fined too. The reward in this situation is you could have got told off. But he has recognised your honesty. Hmm. He's also taught you a valuable lesson, and you, you shouldn't you shouldn't need a reward for being on it. And you probably should have run away. Why? Because that's the wise thing to do in that situation. What, run away from the police? Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to get done in, aren't you? Here we go. If there are any and he's not, PCs he's, listening he's not, right now, his name's Dan Simpson. Keep an eye. And also, he's not going to chase after you. One policeman against thirteen, well, three sixteen-year-olds. You split up. He's not going to catch you. We had had a couple of Peronis. We weren't running too fast. Trust me. Well, there you go. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, you don't need. You shouldn't need a reward for just doing the decent, manful, honest thing. I would say. Give us your second fact of the show. Tiritoposis. Dahoni. Yeah. Heard of that? <laughs> I'll go once Have I again. Have of what it's meant to be Turit- or what you're doing? Turipop- Turitopsis. Dohony. No, never heard it. Mark? Sounds like a spell. I, no. It's an immortal jellyfish. An immortal jellyfish. It's an immortal jellyfish, yeah. When it gets old, it reverts itself back into its youngest stage and relives life over and over again. I'd quite like that. Yeah. 
good. What would you do differently? If you could live your life over and over again, what would you do differently? Um, what would I do differently? I would probably have travelled. Yeah? Yeah, that's Wait, probably you some... You say this uh, as if, like, you're a 70-year-old man. No. Who's, oh, like, he's, uh, he's, can't travel nowadays. I would have done really it. He's locked into this freelance podcast gig. What you I, can't possibly give it up. I would have, like, left school and just done it. I think it is quite hard when you get in, you, in the swing of life and opportunities. How old are you now? 26. You did all those jobs, though, didn't you? What jobs? Well, yeah, I had loads of jobs, yeah. No, but it is quite hard, you know, especially what we do for work. Like, you get in the swing of it, you start to, like, you seek a new opportunity. It's not like if you disappeared to come back and just instantly be where you were, you're replaced instantly. So it is a lot harder, I think. But I wish that I'd done that straight out of school and but just maybe gone and seen the world a bit. Is it worth it? Then you might not be spinning the hits to Essex every minute. Well, exactly. I might not be spinning the hits, you know. Played Adele's new one today. Went down a treat. Did it? Yeah, Susie in Watchford loved it. Anyway, uh... Probably that, yeah. Travel a bit. If you could come back, so say you were this immortal jellyfish and you, say for instance, you came back as a different person. You know, you were a child somewhere else. Where would that be? What is in... So so you could be born anywhere else. Yeah, I think... As anyone else, what would you want to be? I think for me, like, but it's always, the grass is always greener because my cousins who live in Austin, did you know that? Yeah. They, Are you kidding? This is what you're picking? Someone I, who was born in Austin? I would love to have grown up in America. Yeah. But they obviously, I think, would love to have grown up in the UK. Mark? Oh, here we go. This would be interesting. Disneyland, Florida, please. I'd love to have been Mickey Mouse's friend from day one. I mean, I already am. So. Oh. Come at me, bro. Um, I would come back... <laughs> You need to be American. You are basically halfway there without being there. You you like the American sports, you eat the American food, you love Disneyland Florida, you spend enough yeah, money yeah. going there. But if I could come back and live an entirely different life, I don't think I'd go America because that's not an entirely different life, is it? He, it's totally he, be. He is, I would say, a few stone oh, away God. from, and an American accent away from being, no, 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 this is a good thing, I'm saying you're not that fat, away from being someone who hosts an MMA podcast in his basement. That's what you're very, and, and Twix. And you call your job as a you're a streamer. You're a, you're you're a Twitcher. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a streamer, but on the side you play D and D once a week yeah. if you fancy it. Yeah. You get about five viewers. Yeah. And the sport you love is NFL. Would you play it? No, never. No. <laughs> well, who would you be? I'd come back as a as like a Samoan, like a proper what? remote island. I th- I would. I'm with you there. I would love to be. You know. And this it's is just such an entirely different life. You would be awful. And this is probably, to put a a terrible plight on, this is probably to gloss over what is probably quite a harsh existence living on an island where you've not got much else to do. But you get these islands where there's only like, you know, a few hundred people that live there. I'd love that. And you never never leave. You never see anyone else. I think think, think, you just surf all day. uh, Mahalo. I think having lived... Mahalo. There we go. I think having lived a life where you are in London, the thought of that is great. Having lived this life. I think having just that life is probably a bit. Why? Yeah, but I, I, yeah, but the thing is, I think if you're going to come back, you wouldn't want to do the same life again because then you're then all you're doing is just comparing and oh well, it was better because I did this, but actually this is better. Blah, blah. Go and do something entirely different that's so different. Japan. Japan. Yeah, I've always wanted to go there, so I, I but I wouldn't want to live there, but I'd like to be there. I probably don't come back as a Japanese person there. Uh, no, you, you, that that yeah. does include a lot of living in Japan. I think I'd like to be really, really, really good at one thing. Yeah, I'd like to be a a snooker player in the seventies. Right, exactly. Because they were like rock stars back then. 
Like, well, obviously, like, like rock stars, like fast car, fast women for playing bloody snooker. Yeah, like, or, or, or like, yeah, just just be really good at something, you know. Like Mark with the streaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and my five fans. <laughs> so this jellyfish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the fact, yeah. They're not truly immortal. Today we're going to play... <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite. They're not truly immortal because they can also be consumed by predators, something to bear in mind. So they can be killed by others. But yeah, they have the ability to switch back and forth between life stages in response to stress means that in theory, they could live forever. In theory. In theory makes me very much suddenly doubt everything you've said. Well, it's kind of like when you put it all on the scientists, it does me too. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Oh, come on. I thought you would have liked this one a bit more. Jellyfish that lives forever. Yeah, I did, but I, I, I don't. And all we th- ended up doing was talking about Mark as a streamer. <laughs> I don't think you know enough about the jellyfish for me to warrant questioning. It's a good point. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Give it a good go. I mean, look quickly just for the just just for the podcast. You know how to pronounce that? Hi guys, <laughs> welcome back to my channel. So you've come back as a Stephen Hawking <laughs> streamer. How do you pronounce <laughs> Thank this? Thank you for all the tips this week. <laughs> Thank you to eight seven nine one five Doji Cat. Right, we're moving on to Tsuritipos Nohone, something like that. Nohini, Dohini, something like that. There we go. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. I'm worried about this fact now. Oh, God. With the way this show's going, I'm worried about it. Just please fact. don't go with the punchline first. That's all we ask. You know, I'm going to leave that one to the end. Oh, no. Come on, deliver it. Come on. On Super Bowl Sunday, uh, I've changed. On Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday, eight million pounds of guacamole is consumed. What, by you? By me. <laughs> That's why I'm so fat. Such a childish remark. I love it. <laughs> and 14,500 tons of tortilla chips are eaten along with it. Uh, guacamole. It's a, it's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. <laughs> Who, I feel, how do they make guacamole? Avocado, lemon. No, not, I know how one makes it. I mean, how do they make it on an industrial scale? Do they exactly have, the same. Do they have a lot of people separately making it or does a big machine make it's it? It's a handmade guac. I mean, I don't know, do I? No, it's just Eight mach- million pounds of it gets consumed on one day. Do you really think there's a factory where there's just going, I'm going to hand make Here, all of Here's this. my thing. Here's my thing, right? I really enjoy an avocado. Love it. My problem is, I don't think people love guacamole. I think uh, I'm it's a big one, fan of guac. I think it's one of those... Oh, you call it guac as well. It does my head in. <laughs> I, I, I think it's one of those things <laughs> that you feel you should have. Like when, when me and my girlfriend get like have fajita night, she yeah. insists on buying... The the four quad the four corners of different sources. The Tex Mex mix. The Tex Mex mix. Yeah. It's not a Tex Mex miss. I've I've had proper oh, Tex Mex. I'm sorry, but it is it is it is Tesco. Eat the difference, or whatever they call it. Four four corner, two pound eighty. Also, I'm sorry, but we cannot skim over it. Do you sit there with your Super Bowl shirt on, going, "Oh, hey, dude, pass the guac." I mean, guac for one. And no, I, pro- I didn't. I, I'm not going to have any guac. No, no, good. It's disgusting. Why do you call it so, guac? So people have the Tex-Mex mix, right? Tori has the Tex-Mex mix, and she never touches hardly any of them because they're gammy, and it's just like something you feel like you should want when you don't want it. I, I think any. Uh, I'm with you here. I, I do, and I think you're probably here as well, Mark. Any sort of um, guac that is from the store is pretty. If you make oh, it at much home, it's better if it's homemade. Yeah, homemade, Jesus. and it's good. And oh, I actually quite mean that there isn't good guac. Do you, do you quite, do you quite, do you quite like the guac? Do you, Mark? Oh, <laughs> I make guac. Yeah. Oh, he makes the guacamole as well. He goes and he sits there. 
so sweaty, isn't it? <laughs> what are we going to do? Hey, uh, uh, oh, you've got a weekend off the streaming, Mark. Lovely. I love being your girlfriend. What, what, what are we going to do? Mark. Hey, I didn't say I make it. I'm incredibly lazy. I buy it. Do you call the girlfriend as well? Like, are you going to get on the quack soon? <laughs> you know, like, and then just her job. Right, or... Why is your two's issue with guacamole? It wasn't. There was no issue until you said quack. <laughs> What's wrong with quack? It's just so <laughs> shit, isn't it? <laughs> God, I, pe- I really hate people that shorten things. It really does my head in, and I don't know why. Says the guy who literally shortens his own name. <laughs> oh, oh, God, his facial expression the minute you said guac has made my day. Anyway. I can't even remember the fact. How much guacamole? Eight million pounds worth. In a day. In a day. Hmm. Bearing in mind, can- the average one is, what, one one dollar fifty? That's quite a lot. No, is it, no, like The size. Weight. The weight of it. Oh, sorry. So, what can you say, but... It's a lot of guacamole. Quack. Right, second fact of the show for me today. Do you know Woolworths? Yes. Tell me what Woolworths is for a second, Con. Woolworths was actually a good question. It was just sort of a store that done a bit of everything, wasn't it? Correct. So in the UK, about... It closed down around 10 years ago, I want to say. There was a shop... longer than that, wasn't it? Well, yeah, 10, 15 years, something like that. Oh, here we go. The, date, date, month, and year. There was a show called. There was a there was a shop called Woolworths that did a little bit of everything. It, you'd get your pick up your DVDs there. You'd pick up your. You could pick up clothes there. You'd get your pick a mix there. At one point, it was a, a classic catalogue shop. Now, in Australia, it's their supermarket still going on called Woolworths. Two different companies. The Australian Woolworths is called Woolworths because uh, one of the owners dared the other one to call it Woolworths to see if the original Woolworths would take them to court. What's the point? What in the point? Well, they just, I think they were they were cheeky Australians and wanted to see if they could get away with it. So they said, "Hey, call it, hey, call it Woolworths," and you might get sued. And they didn't get sued. Did right. they want money about from that? I don't really understand why they done this. Yeah, I think it looked better written down, to be honest. Yeah, and you've read it and realised it's dog shit. Yeah, I've gone off. around the houses a little bit with it. Yeah. It, it was a long build-up for that. Well, yeah. And that's coming from me. Well, it's, but the problem is I needed to explain that there was a separate Woolworth. Based on what you think that other fact you've got is like, Mark, I reckon you're pretty happy about this, <laughs> aren't you? Oh, I'm so happy. What, what I do, it was founded by someone called Percy Christmas. And it was that's made a great name. on 1924 on my birthday. I think you're trying to bed it now. Just, uh, that's actually more interesting than the fact. Yeah, I am actually more interested in the fact that the guy right. called Percy Woolworth. The fact no, is... Percy Christmas. Percy Christmas. So, uh, Percy Christmas dared a guy called Ernest Williams to register the name Woolworths after finding out it was also the name of a UK company to see if the UK company would take them to court, and they didn't. When's this, 1924? Yeah, it's early. No, no. Uh, yeah, around about then, yeah. Early doors. I mean... Do you have any more questions about Woolworths? I'm just kind of like, eh, about the whole thing. Like, if it was nowadays, I think there's more chance that's going to be found out and it's going to be a thing, right? 1924, it's not like they're putting it, taking a picture, sticking it up on Twitter, and then the other Woolworths are going, oh my God, have you seen this? Like, what are they doing? Sailing over there and going, oh, I should probably sort that when I get back home. Get back home and go, can't be asked. Yeah, there you go. If you enjoy your Woolworths, that, might, that fact might be of interest for you. I apologise, I feel like I've let you down. That looks a lot better written down than it did read out. But still, it's always nice to be reminded of dares. Hello. 
Hello, sorry to interrupt your podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet letter by letter. I submit a word. Chris submits a word and we battle it out to see what word goes into the A to Z of men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from. Just search for the A to Z of men. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, listen, before we crack on with our third and final round of facts today... Uh, we have a brand new YouTube channel. It's taken us a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's taken us a little while. I mean, two years of this podcast and... That's YouTube. a badge to send out. YouTube was quite a, yeah, a yeah. prominent thing. If you're still waiting on your badge, don't worry about it. Mark's spending all of his time editing f***ing videos, so... <laughs> Don't worry about your facts, guys. The badge just got sent out. With one hand, because the other hand is just stacked with tortilla chips ladled with guacamole. Yeah, oh, guac. It's it's a constant guac train going in my mouth. God, the minute you said that, it was downhill. There's a new YouTube channel where you can see. Are we going to put. We're not putting the full episodes online, are we? No, so you can see fun facts and extra bits from the show. Yeah, and we're going to probably clickbait the titles. So maybe we'll. Oh, not probably. We are 100% going to clickbait those titles. Maybe we will. we could stick that one from earlier on. The 10 most annoying noises in the world. You won't believe what's number one. Yeah. And then people will get really disappointed. Anyway, go on YouTube, search for baffled facts. There is someone who's much like us who's nicked our name and, and logos. And I would give you the benefit of the doubt if you're listening, but you have actually taken our logo. It's the exact same colours. So I think we know what you're up to. Anyway, if you search baffled, amazing facts that are complete nonsense, we might shorten that down. We're there. First video loaded. Poo bags on the moon with Paul Chowdhury. We are loving it. Go and subscribe. Hit the like button. Connor, you were a YouTuber once. What you said? Like, subscribe, and all that fancy stuff. Is that what you said? Yeah, hit, yeah. Hit the bell. That's what they're saying. Yeah. It? So you're notified. Hit every- that bell. Yeah. Hit that bell so you're notified. You get your next video. There you go. So we're on YouTube. 
That was a quick sell, wasn't it? That was. <laughs> yeah, that was a really quick. I mean, as you can tell, we've done this uh, before. <laughs> I mean, people barely noticed it was in the podcast. That it was just so subtle. <laughs> we and re- so like we really got through that one. Also, uh, it's infoatbafflepod.com if you've got any emails, and we are at bafflepod on Instagram and TikTok. So keep busy with all of that, whilst we give you three more facts to close out the episode. Connor, what do you got? Forty-eight hours of YouTube, based on the YouTuber uh, plug there, is uploaded every single minute. So we've got a big job here. So two whole days worth of content every every single, single minute. How I wonder how many hours of content are on YouTube. Keep well, yourself busy. I, I mean, I'm very saddened by this fact because I knew I was slightly behind in watching all of YouTube. Mm. Now I know I'm never going to catch up. The only thing, and you'll be probably the one for this, Mark. You're quite technical. Hit me. 48 hours of YouTube being yes. uploaded to a single site yes. per minute. Yes. It's got to be quite a strong old site, right? To warrant that amount of stuff being uploaded to it you can't just do that on an average myspace page yes i would say and this is going to come as a shock to everyone listening youtube is a very strong and well-built site and if, if you think about that so two hours every day it's a lot of videos billions billions of videos online do you know what i've got in my head right now him saying that and then dipping the tortilla in the well, this is what i'm saying and eating it billions of videos it's really off the thought of it billions of videos are uploaded every day and only like half of them are marked playing skyrim so yeah Favourite YouTube video you've ever seen? Never even played Skyrim. Something with Joe Rogan. Favourite YouTube video? Charlie bit my finger has got to be there for me. <laughs> yeah, it's probably up. What did you say? Something with Joe Rogan? Yeah, he loves Joe Rogan, doesn't yeah. he? Do you watch back on like yeah. gaming videos? Yeah, today we're talking about improving ourselves. I watch Joe Rogan. I watch Do golf you... videos. Brilliant. Golf. <laughs> Do you watch all the Super Bowl highlights as well afterwards? Once you've watched the game? Yeah, and listen to five podcasts analysing it. Come Do you on. watch golf videos? Gold videos, yeah. Golf. Golf, yes. Do you know what I watch a lot of on YouTube? This is serious. The people singing the American National Anthem at the Super Bowl. Makes me cry. Love it. Really? Love it. What's wrong with you two? I, it's just <laughs> genuinely, like, are you everything okay in life? Like, do you need, like, a chat outside of this podcast? Let's go on to my YouTube channel. Mine's Dragon's Den through and through, and some videos of Harry Styles <laughs> here t- and there. I'll tell you what my probably most watched subscription is. It's uh, a couple of... It's a, it's a it's a, a, a homosexual couple who sold gave up their jobs and bought a canal boat and now sail around the UK. Here they are, foxes afloat. I love them. What do you enjoy about it? It's funny. Should we try and get them on the podcast for Guest Fest? They're quite risky. No, I mean they get they get loads of views. They ain't coming on this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I'll be yeah. honest. I forgot what the fact was. So oh, two days of YouTube in a minute. Mm. And I also, I also, I do watch a lot of canal boating videos and a lot of walking videos. I watch a lot of Dragon's Den videos and sometimes sit there, I would, Why? I have to be honest with you as well, like a few times and debate whether Deborah Meaden is at all fit because it does cross my mind. Is she worth it? I don't know. There's times sometimes where I look at her and I think... If she wasn't rich, would you still have the same question? If I saw her down the aisle in Woolworths, probably not. No, but... The wealth and the hair and the, the kind of but sitting next uh, to that lot of money. Oh. I love, I love, I love the dominance. She really knows. I find that attractive. That Sarah Davis is quite hot too. Yeah, what about Theo Pafitas? He's not really my type. No, is he no. still on it? Huh? Is he still on it? He's still on it. Yeah, I don't really understand how he's worth two hundred million. Because I mean, the stuff he comes out with, you sit there, you're like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what a card, eh? Oh, oh yeah. Theo. Yeah. Oh, Theo. So it's a lot of YouTube. Have you ever? Uh, YouTube how to make the guac. Okay, can we just guac, not guac? Come on. <laughs> Such a shame. Hello, this old guys. Thank you for joining me. This week we're gonna know how to make guac. 
Mark, give us your last fact of the show. Right. If you're driving right now, then this fact is one especially for you. This is going to be a really <laughs> fact. Just to let you know, I'm just letting you know right now. All right? Just right now. There we go. Traffic literally can appear out of nowhere. So. God's sake. <laughs> the so as well. <laughs> me off. Is it just me, Dan? Or... I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. So when you're driving along and a driver at the front of a line of, oh, a line of cars decides to brake, that brake basically travels back through the traffic at an average speed of about 12 mile an hour. And that is what causes the queue. So that is why when you're driving... <laughs> God, it's gone. Are you explaining to me how traffic jams work? Yes, I am. That's the fact. <gasps> oh, my God. This is the best moment ever. Is that, literally... that is why when you're driving, traffic literally vanishes. He's explaining to me what a traffic jam is. <laughs> Normally, there's a reason. Oh, I genuinely, I've got to a reason. That, that is, is the fact. <laughs> I'm interested in... That is the sh- this fact I've ever heard in my life. I don't mind. The, the 12 miles an hour thing's oh. interesting. I never knew that yeah. that was the average speed. Yeah. <laughs> it's so you're with the science of fluid dynamics. So it doesn't need... That doesn't need to be a, a, a science attributed to that. It's just someone <laughs> breaks when they shouldn't have, which makes you break, which makes the person behind you break. And that this travels is, but this at wouldn't an average happen, speed 12 miles an hour back through the traffic. This wouldn't happen if people utilised stopping distances correctly because you wouldn't need to use your brake. What is the fact? So I do- that when you break, it makes a traffic jam. <laughs> but the thing is, you can no, you can break like so briefly, but it can cause a traffic jam behind you because that brief moment of braking travels back through the cars at twelve mile an hour, and so, that is what causes all the cars to so, back up. It is so bad, like and when, cause a traffic jam. So when you're when you're on the motorway, that's what. That's why you're not meant to, uh, unless you need to, don't really break when you're on the motorway. <laughs> yeah. Because it'll cause traffic. <laughs> Do you know the best bit about all of this? You weren't even four lines in and he just goes, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Well, it's because he, he was trying to get me to imagine a car in front of me with his brake lights on. Yeah. It is shoddy. Um, Mark, look, I've, um, I've actually... I actually quite like tears, that. Tears have come out my eyes at the point of this fact. But did you actually genuinely sit there when you saw this and thought... That's interesting. But it's just yeah. known. Is you it? thought that people would find interest in the fact that when people break, it causes traffic. <laughs> well, the whole, like, reasoning behind it. What, the fact that when somebody breaks, it makes people behind go slower? Because the, the whole, broke, the whole thing of braking travels back faster through the cars than the actual braking itself. Like, you don't brake at 12 miles, like, lose 12 miles an hour, but that whole process travels back, and that's why you suddenly get a bigger hit. Is this real life here? Oh, I just... I just can't look. I know we've we've had a very. I tell you, look, I tell you, I'll let a little bit of light in on this. We're recording this in person for the first time in a long while, oh. so we're probably a bit hyper than normal. It's coming to the end of a long day full of sugar for some of us, so that's why we've been a bit more antsy than normal, and maybe maybe we've been a bit aggressive. But I really cannot get my head around the fact <laughs> that we are two years in, and you thought it would be appropriate to bring in a f- bring in the fact that when. You, someone breaks their car, it makes other people break. I mean, that is preposterous. It gave me a scientific term as if it matters. What did you say it was called? What did you say it was called? Fluid dynamics. Fluid dynamics. It's kinematic wave equations. That's the reason why. Jeez. I'm normally not with you, Connor, on that, but the fact that someone sat and worked that out is just barbaric, isn't it? And then Mark has brought it to a fact podcast. That is disgraceful. <laughs> you two are just in a mood today. I'm not, I'm not, I'm in a great, I'm honestly in a fantastic mood and I'm even, in, I'm in an even better mood because of that. So cheers.
Last factor of the show, then. In New York State, they have something called a rubber room, which is a teacher jail. If a teacher has been up to no good, maybe pretty serious things, or maybe just being a teacher, they get sent to the rubber room where they have to sit there all day, every day, doing nothing. They still get paid. The idea is to bore them so much that they just quit their job. Right. There you go. It's called the rubber room. So you have to, of course, done certain things to go to the... And do schools have that implemented in each school? No, there's just a rubber room for the state. If every school had a rubber room where you would sit there as a teacher all day, I think we'd have bigger... I didn't know if it was like the naughty step. No, well, it's kind of like a big naughty step for the state. It's like detention for teachers that's statewide. Hmm. You have why, to do some. Why is they call it the rubber room? It's a great question. Let me Google this. Swift Google. You come at Connor all the time for not being prepared. Yeah, so I what know. the obvious question yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good moment of question. baffled death for me. I've never laughed that much on baffled. That was honestly wonderful. Thank you, Mark. I have yet to find out why it's called the rubber room, but there are there there are quite a few actually. There and in one point when this article that I'm looking at was written, there were about 600 teachers in these rubber rooms across the state. Now, you can get put there for some serious, serious crimes or just being incompetent, just being a bad teacher. You get sent to the rubber room. Connor, when you were at school, I can't imagine you were a delight to teach. What teacher do you imagine was in would, would have been fine for the rubber room? I was actually really good at school. I just spoke too much. Never had an after school detention. So what teacher, who was your worst teacher that you could have sent, sent mm. to the rubber room? I briefly remember, briefly... There was, I think there was a teacher in my secondary school that maybe done something with a student. Right, move on. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> I found out why it's called a rubber room. All right. It's named after the padded cells of psychiatric hospitals. Oh, okay. That's, there we go. I should have thought about that. If anyone presents a fact about traffic jams, you'd know that they'd be the one who find that out, wouldn't you? Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Baffled. Make sure you give us a follow on our brand new YouTube channel. Search for the podcast, Baffled, Baffled Podcast, variations of the sort. You'll find it on YouTube. Make sure you follow and you give us a subscribe and the thumbs up and all that stuff. We'd love to see you on it. And uh, I know we can be a bit naff with Instagram sometimes. So if you get in touch on the comments, we'll be very good with that. Uh, It's been a busy one. What have we learned? Well, the standard of Mark's facts, it's not surprising that it's a bit low this week. You spent all weekend streaming Call of Duty online. (laughs) Also, if you break... You'll never guess it makes other cars break behind you. And that's giraffes for you. Thank you very much for listening. It's at BafflePod on Instagram and TikTok. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Connor. See you later. Thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to follow my YouTube channel, we're going to make guacamole for y'all. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> Stay out of traffic. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.